1: What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Greatest Show on Earth, The Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting there with the wonderful... Beautiful, Deanna Kent. You got your hair looking good, fresh, all that. What's up? What's up? What's up?
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. I see you in the long game here
1: today. Oh no, you know I had the. You know I had the rock my guy, my guy merch, man. This I I, I rub my people merch like it's mine. So I had to mm-hmm. rock that. I got the I got the shirt, you know what I'm saying, and the hat. You know this hat. This is exclusive though. You can't really get this. <laughs> but let I me, mean, matter of fact, since we speaking, let me let me shout them out. So if you watching this, you want to go get that. Go to. Uh, longgamemerch.com and i'm gonna put the link in the description too to make it better man because he got a lot of fly shit going on and i and I, and, and I love it so once again shout out to my bro rodney man mm-hmm. and, uh getting right into this episode first first i want to say uh before we start this episode we would greatly appreciate it if all you guys could like subscribe leave a comment leave a five star review we trying to get those subscribers up up mm-hmm. up trying to get those ratings up so please do all all those things y'all we almost had our first thousand uh, five star rating, and we we trying to hit that 5K subscribers on YouTube. So please do all those things. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, getting right to this, before we get into the show, Deanna, she's going to go to our first sponsor.
2: Yes, sir. So you guys already know what time it is. It's time to get fit and get paid with the Lean and Six Body Transformation Challenge. Brought to you by Commando Athletics, you know here at Millionaire Mindsets, we are firm believers that health is wealth, and this is the perfect opportunity for you to make your health a priority. This six-week challenge comes with easy-to-follow workouts and meal plans so that you'll see results in no time. Minimum equipment is needed for both the home and gym option, and all fitness levels are welcome to enter. And the best part about this challenge is that the top five performers will each earn $1,000 for having the best six-week transformation. All you have to do is sign up, show up, and show out. This challenge starts October 11th and ends November 20th, and it'll only cost you $79 to enter. So you guys can go over to www.commandoathletics.com to sign up for the challenge, and be sure to check the description for the link.
1: Yep, and the link for that, as always, is in the podcast description. So if you're trying to get started, go to the link in the description, click that, get started ASAP. So we're going to get right into the show, and today... This is a very special episode, man. I got my guy, like I said, with me and Deanna, we've been in Dallas about 9, 10 months now. And he's one of the first people I met. He live in my building, and we've been connected ever since. Man, he got a hell of a story, man. He was He's in the music industry. He's in real estate going crazy. Now, he's just a serial entrepreneur. So I had to bring him on to, to give the people some game, man. It's my guy, Jesse. Welcome to the show, bro. You know how,
0: how excited I am to have you. I know, man. We've been talking about this for, for a cool <laughs> minute. I'm just I'm just appreciative that you guys both brought me on and, you know, we can really get, get to it. Like, we always talk about it, every time we hang out. We're like, oh, man, we got to yeah. talk about that on the podcast. Like, you know, we're going to put it into play yeah. today. We're going to let everybody know what, what, what it really is. What it know? really
1: is. Really, it yeah. really <laughs> is. It's right, man. It's, 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 today is the day. So getting right into it, man, for the uh, people who may not know who you are, do you mind just giving, like, a little background on yourself?
0: Yeah, so... I actually, um, actually, you no, know, I, I own multiple businesses in the financial industry. Um, I'm also a singer songwriter, yep. as well. Too signed to playing skills, which is, if you don't know, one of the, some of the biggest Latin producers on the Latin side. Every big hit that a lot of these people dance to, and they they hear on the radio on the Latin side, they're they're responsible for it. They're also responsible for a lot of stuff, you know, back in the day that they kind of transitioned to. So kind of blessed to kind of be in the best of both worlds, man. The finance world and the music world is just, you know, it's just one of the craziest, some of the craziest industries that there is right now, you know, Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, I started out doing music, you know, when I was 15, me and my best friend Scoop DeVille, who is Kid Frost's son, uh, Kid Frost is the guy that started the Latin movement when it came to Latin rappers and stuff like that. And me and his son were really good friends and, you know, you know, in junior high and stuff like that, you know, we kind of got into music and then, you know, doing music for so many years and then it just hit me you know the whole not knowing the business side of it you know and not knowing the business side of music or not doing not knowing the business side of the financial industry is or any type of industry is is dangerous because you know you can never progress or, or reach your pinnacles or goals when you don't really know the business side of it you know it's not all just fun and games and not just hitting the stage it's not just being in the studio and creating music you really need to know the business side of it so you know i got a bad taste in my mouth with the music around 2008 2009 and then I just kind of called it quits, and you know, started real estate. You know, I had a little bit of money for the music, and I said, ah, oh, you know, my aunt was a my aunt was a real estate broker. She was like, hey, you know, what are you gonna do with your money? What are you gonna do with this? I said, well, I don't know. You know, at that time, you know, I'm young. I'm and my in my head, I'm like, I made it. You know, what? Not even six figures at the time. Like, oh, you know, you know, I'm thinking I made it. You know, um, and I didn't know about money. I didn't respect money. I didn't know what it could do for you. So. She's the one that kind of put me up on game in the real estate. And once I made my good six figures in real estate, I never looked back at music for a long time.
1: Mm.
0: I didn't care for it. I didn't really didn't really want it. I have a lot of memories like YouTube and videos and stuff like that of me on tour and doing a bunch of stuff. And I was just like, I just had such a bad taste in my mouth with music. It wasn't until about maybe, I would say about four, like I would say about four or five years ago when I ran into my boy Play again, um, That I kind of like thought about music again. But until then, I opened my office, my first office, you know, after a couple years of working underneath my aunt, you know, just dialing on the phone. Like back in the day, it was like you got a farm packet and you're just dialing on phone numbers, just trying to get people to refinance or sell their homes, you know, and and do all that stuff. And it kind of humbled me out coming from the music industry and going into like starting at ground zero again, you know. And I just kind of just, I just stuck with it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with helping people. Buy their houses, helping people refinance while making money at the same time. So after that, I just, I, you know, a couple years later, I opened my new office, and I just, you know, financial was my life, everything, real estate. Mm-hmm. Then the big market crash kind of came, and nobody could really refinance. Nobody really knew what to do. Everybody was like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" And I was just like, "Well, you know, being the hustler, the true hustler that I am, we have to adapt." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay, well, here comes credit repair," you know you know, the, the, the market crashed, people couldn't pay for their homes, people were late on credit cards, people were late on cars, you know, and I was like, hey, well, this is what you got to do, you know, credit repair came in and, and credit repair became the basis of me real rebuilding this financial company that I have now that led into multiple streams of income. Multiple streams.
1: Wow, man, that's amazing. So like, that's that's so dope, just because you adapt I like I like stories when people adapt, go from that to that. But first let me ask you this though. So for the people that may know, know that that may not know, if you don't mind sharing, like what are some of the songs and uh just so people know you ain't no pee-wee and nothing like that, what's some of the songs and <laughs> artists that you work with?
0: So you know what? Um, you know, back in the day when when you know when I started music, I was blessed to um work with this guy, you know, Brown Boy, which had a really huge record back in the day called Superman. It was like one of the biggest records in like the Southwest market. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, the Prima J Girls—they were really, really big. Um, they were signed to Geffen uh, under okay. Ron Fair. Um, I did I did records on their on their album as well too, and then I kind of transitioned into a lot of like the behind the scenes with productions. I was signed to this guy Fingers as well. He he was responsible for about 80% of the Latin stuff back in the day. You know I'm talking about like the Little Robs and and you know all the all the big people you know back in the day that you know that were produced out. You know mm-hmm. I was I was able to kind of work with them and do a bunch of stuff. You know and now, you know transitioning into like the you know what now getting back into music now you know my boy play who you know. Is another reason why, you know, I got back into music because, you know, being in music, you have to understand, like, it's one of the most cutthroat businesses in the world. And if you don't have somebody that has your back and really knows the industry, that's another reason why I was like, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll get back into it, you know? And you know, they're responsible for, I mean, huge hits. I mean, you're talking about Daddy Yankee Con Calma, you're talking about multiple platinum records. And, you know, that's why I, I, I trust him. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is what I'm going to get back into, you know, but I never lost sight of like the finance stuff. Like I'm always, you know, it's crazy because my day can consist of writing a record and and doing a corporate credit. I don't know. I can't tell you what I'm going to do today. You know what I'm saying? It goes back and forth. But I mean, yeah, just to name a few, like some of those some of those artists, man. and, And it's crazy because, you know, it kind of humbles you out going from, you know, doing doing certain type of music and going into the big leagues, you know, into being around, being surrounded by people that have, I mean, ridiculous projects going on right now, you know, and, and it's just motivating, bro. And, and, you know, me being the entrepreneur that I am, I'm normally the person to motivate myself. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I wake up in the morning, you know, I have a routine when I wake up in the morning, no matter what time I wake up from doing the session, the first thing I do, man, as I say a prayer, you know, I check my credit karma, I log into my bank account. (laughs) All right, we good. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, being able to see the people that I'm surrounded with and I get motivated every day, whether it's my people that are in finance or doing real estate, you know, um, you know, seeing Josh's post and Mm -hmm. everything that him and his his girl are doing it's like, man, that's so motivating. Seeing my boy play, you know, flying all over the world, working with incredible artists, bro, producing big records and also, you know, being a father at the same time, I just get motivated daily by the people that I'm around. And I think that's really, really important to entrepreneurs everybody needs somebody to be motivated by no matter yeah. if you got seven figures eight figures cuz there's always going to be somebody out there doing more than you you know so you got to be you got to be willing to and humble enough to accept that and say man he's doing it he's doing something on a different level i'm just going to adapt and try to get to that point mm. Man, I, lo- I love it. Do you have something?
2: Yeah. And um, I wanted to stay on the music side of things for one more second. Um, can you tell us what are the benefits of being signed to a label as a songwriter? Because we, we know the benefits as a writer. I mean, not a writer, but as an artist. But what does that look like for a songwriter?
0: You know, for a songwriter, it's not really too much being signed to a label. It's, it's being signed to a publisher. Okay. You have publishing companies, and they're the ones that kind of control... Um, you know, whatever, whatever your song gets played on the radio, whether it gets played in a, you know, when it gets played in a, on a TV show, in a movie, they're the ones that kind of track everything. You know, there's, there's different publishers as well, too. I mean, there's BMI, there's ASCAP. There's just a lot of publishers that you can be with. But songwriting... It's, and as opposed to being an artist, it's just more like we're behind the scenes. Right. We get to write the records and enjoy the fame from from, from afar. Mm-hmm. Let the artist shine and do what they got to do. And, you know, if they get an award, everybody involved in the record gets an award, whether it's an engineer, whether it's somebody that mixed the record, whether it's a producer, whether it's a songwriter. Everybody involved gets some type of award if, if the artist makes it. The only difference is, you know, these artists, they're, you know, they're doing shows, they're, you know, they're constantly on the road and travel. But on the music... On the music writer side, it's the same thing. You know, we travel, you know, as you guys know, sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be in Miami, I'll be in California, I'll be in Texas, you know. So I think for me personally, did be for me going from an artist back in the day to now being a songwriter, I would, I would choose songwriter every time. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, I would choose songwriter every time. You get the leisure of working from, you know, you could work from home and you can Without send records out through email, it. you know. And there's, there's going to be some times where the artist says, hey, you got to be there and stuff like that, you know. And like I said, I just got back, you know, I just got back into the music stuff, you know, officially like this year, you know, with mm-hmm. playing them. And I, I've i seen the work ethnic that it goes into, you know, because they got a camp. They got a squad of writers. You know, There's, there's, they do writers, writers camps. Camp. And I'm just like, I get in that studio and I'm like, wow. I mean, you got you know, 19 year old kids writing ridiculous records and I'm like, wow, like it's just very motivating to kind of be in there. But songwriting is definitely if you're gonna be in the music industry, production and songwriting I think where is is where it's at. And some people want the fame, some people want to be, you know, on the line in the limelight. But I mean, I think from my experience of what I say, you know, a lot of people could have their different opinions. I think songwriting is where the real money's at. Really? Production and songwriting, I think is where the real money's at.
1: Mm. You know, That's- that's interesting, man. Cause I remember yesterday we was having this conversation. Was that yesterday or two days ago? You were saying how artists they focus on trying to like blow up and get like be big fan bases. And you was like they could get a smaller fan bases. And you were saying something like how they could generate yeah. still good money with a smaller fan stream. base and just focus on the streams and like where they at right now.
0: Yeah. So another thing too is like you know a lot of a lot of these you know young artists or a lot of these other artists, because that goes back to knowing the business and having somebody in your corner that generally wants to see you win and see you get paid. Um, there's artists that you would probably wouldn't hear about as much, but they're making so much money based on their, their streams on all these platforms, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, YouTube, Amazon music, you know, all this stuff that, yeah, they're not out in the limelight doing shows or getting paid, you know, seven figures for these shows, but every little win counts, right. you know? You know, you get you get all these, you know, get all these streams and you're making five thousand a week, ten thousand a week or whatever it might be based on your streams. But those are little wins. That's at that point. you you got to step back and say, do I want to be an artist or I'm going to run a business? Because music is a business. You know, this is a business, you know, you, and, and in a business, you got to make money. So how do you monetize yourself? Do you want to go out and say, I'm going to keep working until I'm the next Jay-Z? And, and, and don't get me wrong. That's a great goal to have. But. At the end of the day, what what do you really want? Do you want to make money or do you want the fame? Because I want to make some money. You know, whether it be $60,000, $70,000. Everybody's like, oh, you're an artist making $70,000. It's a failure. Like, no, no. no. $70,000 a year is still a good income for somebody that's starting out that's capitalizing on their music. At Mm. that point, we all know every millionaire has different streams of revenue. Streams of revenue, yep. Mm. So if music may be one of them, it could be music consulting. You can get into that. A lot of these artists are just you know, stuck with like, oh, I just want to be famous. It's like, okay, well, famous is cool. I know a lot of famous artists that can't pay their rent. (laughs)
1: You
0: You know? (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, just to keep it 100, I know a lot of artists, you know, that when we go out to dinner, you know, I pay the bill. So at the end of the day, it's like, and that's cool, you know, but you gotta, you gotta learn how to monetize. And that goes back to the reason why I stopped doing music in the beginning, because I didn't know the business Wow. You know, I, I didn't know the business. I had a really good song in 2009 called Waiting. You know, it did very well on, on downloads at the time. This is no social media. You know, on my YouTube, I got 350,000 views before. So this is my space. Right, you know? right. But I didn't know the business. I didn't understand how to get paid in the back. And I was just happy to be an artist. You know, I was just like, I was excited to go do shows for free at the time. Because at, at, in my mentality, I was young and, and dumb and saying, well, these fans like me. I made it.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, you don't
0: make it until you got money in your bank account. That's a, that's you know? a major that's difference. A bar. So, you know, when, when time progressed, and that's why, you know, um, getting back into the songwriting stuff with Play, you know, Play is just the guy that makes stuff happen. Right. So having somebody, somebody like that in your corner, corner. Is, is is like, okay, that's well, a big, I mean, it's, it's, it would be almost stupid not to get back into it, you know? Mm. How,
1: how, like, for the people that's listening to this and they might be trying to do to get in the industry, like... As a, on the independent side, because you just can't get no deal like that. How does somebody? How do you make money in the music industry?
0: I mean, there's 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 multiple ways. You know, definitely streams. I mean, right. you get paid for views, and you get paid for a lot of stuff. And, and branding yourself and product. I mean, a lot of these. You know, we we just we went to this show the other day on Monday. Uh, I had when I had just landed mm-hmm. in place, like we're gonna you know we're gonna go to this show. He's really good friends. One of his manager friends has an artist from New York. And we went to his show, I mean, and, you know, it was it was a pretty decent sized show, but they were selling merchandise, they were selling products. And he has a brand, you know, people love him, you know, and, and they get to know him personally and say, oh, you know what, I want to bu- buy this brand, you know. And I had bought, there were some kids there with us and I had got about, I had got about four backpacks for the kids because they really liked the artist. And I'm like, hey, here you go, you know, that's $20 a backpack, that's $80 right there. You know, I mean, how many backpacks do you sell? At that at that point, you got to say, it's a numbers game. Same thing with views, same thing with product. Same thing with everything you're going to sell. It's a numbers game. You got to strategize. You got to put together a goal and say, okay, I know for a fact that X amount of streams brings me X amount of dollars. So I have to make those streams come so that I can collect that type of revenue. Right. Or I can, you know, 20 backpacks is going to bring X amount of dollars. And you got 10 shows coming up. You got to strategize those 10 shows and try to That's push special. that. You got to come to a goal. And, and I think... It's not just so much how do you make money in the music industry. A lot of people will ask you, like, oh, how do you make it? There's no formula, bro. It's consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency will always bring you success at anything that you do. You know, real estate, finance, credit repair, music, anything. So people have to understand that you got to be consistent. You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You got to just kind of balance them out and see what's worth it for you you know Mm. obviously i i mean there's some artists that shouldn't be in the music industry (laughs) you know i mean just like there's some people that shouldn't be in the real estate game you know it's just but at the end of the day it's like consistency you know music artists know what do you get paid for either you're going to get paid to go do a show you're going to get paid to go do a feature or you're going to make money on the back end back end you know you're going to make money on your royalties you're going to make money on your publishing and all that stuff like that how How do you delegate that
1: how important is that royalties are publishing and stuff? Royalties
0: is, is, is what's going to get you paid 10 years from now for a song that you did. You know, so royalties is important. Um, so is, you know, so is having a good business ethic, you know, w- within music industry, you know, knowing what to do, knowing when to say no. Because not everything is a good look for you in the music industry. That's what being an artist is. is When, when coming to a, becoming an artist, it's like you could make one wrong move, one pu- publicity stunt gone wrong, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Being a music writer, being a songwriter, like, yo, I just, wrote, I just wrote the song. What he choose to do on the media after that, <laughs> and what he to chose to say, it. man, yo, that got nothing to do with me. The record's hot, we did it, and that's just what he. <laughs> you know? Shoot me the check, you know what I'm saying? I got paid regardless. But I think that's kind of, it's a different thing, you know? It's it's more it's more like, what do you really want to do? And, and anything, you got to set a goal. Same thing with real estate. You want to be a landlord, you say, okay, I want to make $10,000 a month. How many doors is it going to cost you how many doors do you need to have to make $10,000 a month? Yep. Same thing. How many records and rotation do I need to have in order to hit a million streams to get me X amount of dollars? That's your goal. Mm-hmm. It's really what you want to do with it. And along you hitting those goals, you might get one record that's going to make you super famous. Super famous.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's
0: just how it goes. And everybody calls it. It's- I mean, especially now with everything being digital. like how like, Entrepreneurship, whether you're music, real estate, or anything like that, everything's digital now. Everything. Yep. You know, people's like, oh, we went through a pandemic. Well, I'm sorry for you guys that went through a <laughs> pandemic. I went through a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> I was getting my bands up during that time. Man, and, you know, social media it. went up. Everything, you know what? When everybody's like, oh my God, I, I you know, I, I can't refinance somebody. I can't go to their house. Well, I love not going to their house. Do you have a Zoom? Do you have a computer? I'm sure you do. Millie, right. do get on the computer. Let's talk about this in the comfort of my own home. Facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you right now, bro, there's been times where I'm sitting at this desk right now. Well, not right now, but
2: I've right, been sitting at my desk shit.
0: at home and I have a tie and a suit on with some basketball shorts on underneath and on the Zoom, like, because <laughs> I'm just chilling, you know. <laughs> and it got to that point where it's like, you have to adapt, you know. In, in entrepreneurship, you have to adapt to everything that goes on because you can cry about it and say, oh, well, I don't know, this, this is the situation. But real hustlers are going to just adapt and get around it. That's mm-hmm. a fact. You know, okay, real estate's not working for you. The market's down. Okay, market's down. What's next to do? Any, any industry there is, like, for example, music, you're either a producer, songwriter, you're doing artists. Look, if you can, as an artist, you can't do shows. What did everybody start doing? Tory Lane started doing those no virtual flies, shows yeah. and all the lives and stuff like that, right? Okay. He, he figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with real estate. Well, we can't door knock no more because cause, cause of the you know, pandemic. Okay. Well, hop on a Zoom. Hop on a Zoom call. Financial services. Hop on a Zoom call. Everything's done. Everything's done virtually now. Mm. You know, so people don't understand that. You know, it, it's there's going to be times where you kind of get put in a situation, and you can either fold or you can make you it
1: happen. Make it happen. You know, there's
0: mm-hmm. not an excuse for that. You know, I always tell people there the two C's. The, the two C's. One C is going to help you, and one C is going to hurt you. Consistency will always help you get to the next level, or being complacent is going to hurt you because when you're complacent, you're not getting ready for the next wave. So in your head, you're like, I'm complacent. I made, I made six figures this month. Okay, that's cool. Next month, six figures. And boom, the market takes a dip because you were consist- you were complacent and not consistent. Now you're backpedaling to try to get back to that instead of being consistent every day saying, okay, now I'm, I'm, my mindset is so consistent that I can deal with anything and navigate through it all. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. They get complacent, like, oh, well, I'm making six figures. Six figures is great income. I don't knock anybody from making six figures. Trust me, that's that's a really good income. but the next person that's consistent is making seven figures seven. for the reason that he's consistent. He or she is consistent. Right. You know? So now it's just like, I tell everybody like, Oh, people say the, the thing that makes me laugh is like, I, I'll go on Instagram and you see, like I'll post, you know, I'm in, I'm in Vegas or, you know, I'm in Miami or, on PJ. you know, we're, we're, you know we're, we're, at, we're on the PJ <laughs> or we're doing whatever, you know? Oh man, what do you do, man? I can't, I, there's not one word that describes what I do. I gotta, you gotta sit with me to learn what I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's just like, oh, well, just tell me what you do. Like, I want to get put on. It's like, okay, well, why don't you rewind yourself 10 years of hard work and then you can get put on. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I can give you, it's like I was telling you earlier today. You know what I'm saying? I could give you a rod and and put some bait at the end of your your pole and you could throw it in the water. That don't mean you won't catch a fish.
1: That's a fact. Do
0: you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I tell everybody, it's like. Knowledge is the best thing, but you can you can really just you got to find what works for yourself. A lot of people are too scared to. They want to copy and mimic people because they want so to. They, they,
1: they want it easy. But <laughs> something I really like that you said though, when you talked about the two C's, and this is something that you said earlier before when we was uh, on our way here. You said that um talked about complacency and consistency. And You said complacency. You was like you send you take a you get complacent. You could take a week off, and you was like that week that you took off. It could change. It could have changed your life. Or it could, now they took a week off. It can ruin your life. Exactly. And I was like, damn. That hit. When you said it, I'm like, damn. Because you can get complacent and you just start doing silly stuff. You might put yourself in the wrong environments and the wrong, the wrong one, one, one okay. bad mistake. It can ruin your life.
0: Ruin everything. No, yeah. And, and and you know what? I tell everybody. Um, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, it's it's you know everybody that follows me on Instagram. They're like, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's at of nice restaurants and he's drinking all the time. And it's just like, yeah, well, you know. You know, when you're a young entrepreneur and, and you know, you got to, people don't understand, you got to deal with balance in your life. You know, you go out one night and, you know, you want to enjoy You want to enjoy the fruits of your labor. I want to go to a nice restaurant. I want to pop an $800 glass of so and drink it with my friends, you know. Right. But some people are like, oh, well, you know, how do, how do you conduct business that way? It's like, well, I conduct business that way because I know that no matter what I do the night before, I got to get up and get to it. That's the difference. See, that's consistency right there. I can I can I can slow up. I can get complacent and say, oh, you know, I'm gonna take a week off. You know, I'm gonna take a week off and just drink and hang out and stuff like that." But that week, the other person, my competitor that runs another business, didn't take that week off, and now I'm behind. Now he's got four or five of my clients. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And 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 uh, and necessary. And it's necessary for you to know balance because. You can't take these, di- we're entrepreneurs. We don't have a 401k. We don't have a savings. Our savings, our 401k, our blanket is what we do and what we produce. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that when you're when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you gotta put things in play. The stupidest things, you know, that people say, oh, well, you know, you ask somebody, what my client, when I sit down with a client and they come to me and say, okay, I wanna get my credit right. Okay, why do you wanna get your credit right? I understand that good credit is, is a good thing to have, but what do you want your credit for? I wanna buy a house, I wanna buy a car. Okay, cool, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. You have goals, right? It's not just your credit. It doesn't start. It starts with just your credit, but it moves on to other things. So I want to buy a house. Okay, you want to buy a house. Okay, perfect. Now you buy a house. People think, I bought a house. I made it. No, you did. Congratulations. But what you did now is you just, you just basically inherited the biggest debt of your life. Now you have a $500,000, $400,000 mm-hmm. mortgage. mortgage. How responsible are you enough? Now let's talk about it. Now let's be adults. You have a mortgage. Do you have a life insurance policy? Oh, well, I just bought a house, I don't know if I can afford that. No, no, back up, back up. If you don't have something to protect your mortgage, how are you protecting your family? You just inherited the biggest debt of your life. How are you gonna protect that? Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Neither is your income. So people have to understand that, yes, it's the American dream. Buy a house, build a family, but how do you protect your family? And people get uncomfortable. People get uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but it's a necessary thing to talk about. That's irresponsible. How are you gonna bring your family and say, I bought you a home, but we don't have a life insurance policy. You don't have a trust. You know, you don't have those things that protect you, especially being an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. You don't have a 401k or a company that says, I'm gonna pay your insurance. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, I got life insurance through my company. Okay, but what happens when you get fired?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's over with. It's like hey,
0: we, uh, we're gonna need that policy back right now. That's, guys. No, that's
1: really what happened. I mean, we know we was in the military. We had a policy in the military. We got the po- we got out the military. That policy wasn't in existence no more.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You and gotta
1: pay it on your own now.
0: Exactly, and that that becomes that becomes people look at it as an expense. It's like no, no, that's not an expense. It's a necessity. It's a necessary. It's a necessary cost of, of, of everyday living, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you have the iPhone 13 and not a life insurance policy? I don't understand that. <laughs> it don't
2: make no sense. It
0: don't make no sense. You know, and people say, <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm young. I understand that. I understand that. I'm not trying to come down on you and say, I'm just telling you, you come to me when well, my clients come to me and say, okay, Jesse, I'm coming to you because I want my credit fixed. I want to get my financial life in order. Okay, well, listen to me when I tell you, this is what you need. And, and it comes with things like you want to fix your credit to buy a house, okay, you need life insurance policy. Then you need a savings account. You know? Then you need a trust to protect all that stuff. Like if you're an entrepreneur and really want to be above average and join the six figure or seven figure club, those are the, all the tools that you need. You know? I've sat down with people that have way more money than me and they don't have life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. They don't have a trust. They say, well, I make enough money. Okay, you're the individual that makes the money. What happens if you get sick? What happens if somebody sues you? You're not protected. You don't have a trust. You don't have this. So I tell my clients, if you're gonna sit with me and talk about financial education, okay, well then listen to what I say. And a lot of people, it comes down from you know, generations. When I, when I was, my mom didn't tell me about life insurance. I didn't know about credit. I didn't know about any of that. I had to learn the hard way. You know, because we don't get taught that in school. There's no financial class in school. Like, yeah, I know math. I know, I know, you know English and I know social studies. How is that going to help you in the real world
1: yes man you 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 talking that talk right now and Mm -hmm. i want to ask you this since because i could tell you you're extremely passionate about finances and real estate and i want to ask you what's your favorite between real estate and music if you have to pick one which one would you pick and why
0: i would definitely pick real estate why um music makes people happy right Music, people love good music, and, and it's super dope. Uh, I've been blessed to be around a lot of talented and, 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 and you know, famous people, and, and that's cool. You know, but once you leave that studio, the doors are closed.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: I'm saying once you leave that studio, the doors are closed. The happiness is over. You had a good session. Goodbye. Cool, right? You wrote a record, and that's just that's just it. With real estate, man, helping somebody get into their first home, you know, helping a family get insured um, through real estate, helping a dad who's been working his ass off to buy his Family, a home, and now being protected And two years later, they'll call you and say Hey, you know I, some, You know, through, through being With so many clients, we, we tend to forget About a certain client, and then they call you Two years later, because they had a great experience With you, and they say, hey man I'm doing very well, I want to refinance true. my house Rates are lower, da-da-da, you know, and it's just like, man They remember you, and they're happy Hey, how, how, how are your kids doing? How's everything doing? Oh, I was good, man, we love the house We just want lower payment like, that's, that's a relationship that you're going to Create forever, bro you know, with your clients is like when you buy a home that's a 30-year loan you know what i'm saying And you're they're always going to come to you so i like it i like real estate more because i get more joy and satisfaction of helping people obtain something that they're going to keep for a long time mm. you know what i'm saying i can tell you that i've met i've wrote songs that i've only met the artist once and never talked to them again hey it was a good song thank you cool. <laughs> you know what I'm i see saying? what you're saying yeah. and it's,
1: music it seems also it seems like such a much faster and costly lifestyle.
0: It is. Um of course, I mean you got to keep up with the image at all mm-hmm. times. But I mean, let's be honest. Every major player in the music industry, whether it be Jay-Z, whether it be, you know, a- any big icon, they all have real estate portfolios.
1: Yep.
0: Why do you think that is? Real estate is a tangible we're building assets. A chain, a watch, Everybody's like, oh, well, is an investment. Yeah, until somebody yeah. takes it from you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean. and that's and, and Push that's, come to shove. Push come to shove. Account, economy. We're, I mean, to be honest with you, like, a lot of people don't address the real street stuff. Everybody's like, oh, well, corporate. No, 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 bro. There's street guys out here that are hungry. They see you chained up. They see you washed. They're going to come and take it from you. And guess what? Now what do you have? There's Especially only one when you're flashy. Yeah, of course. And there's only one person that's going to take my house, and that's the bank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, hey. so I tell everybody Real estate is my favorite thing It's my favorite thing to invest in And it's a revolving door You know Everybody's like Oh well real estate investing Is a little bit tricky oh, Well there is some bad Real estate investments But you and I both know From you guys being landlords As well too yep. there's, there's only one way You lose in real estate if the market goes down and you cannot capitalize on your on on refinancing and taking your money out, then you just wait for the market to stabilize because yep. it's always going to go up and down. So you only lose if you can't afford to keep the property. Keep mm-hmm. Okay. So I tell everybody, you know, what you got to do is now put your insurances and everything else into place. If you don't set up, you don't put your ducks in a the row. Then what are you doing? You can have a house, two houses, three houses. If you, what happens if you get sick and you can't do what you got to do to get that? You don't have any insurance in place. So those are all the necessity things. People think, oh, buying a house and finance. No, no. There's a system to this. And everybody that owns a Fortune 500 company, anybody that's making real money, you ask them. They have all those things in place all of them. for a reason, yep. you know. But us as young entrepreneurs and being minorities, we're not educated that way, right? We need to, that's, that's, and that's what we need to do is start educating people on finance. Why do you need to get your credit right? Why do you need a life insurance policy? Why do you need a trust? Nobody's told us that in right. high school. Nobody told us that any time. Now is the time to say, okay, guys, this is why you do it, and these are the benefits of it. And people are just too scared to have yeah, that conversation. They are. Mm-hmm. But
1: people are learning now through through outlets like podcasts and stuff like this. So that's why I'm so glad to do things like this. Do mm-hmm. you see you, been itching to say something? <laughs> What's up?
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask you. So I want to do a scenario. Let's look at it from, like, that young 18-year-old. So the way America is designed it's I want to say it's for you to – we kind of set up a failure, but it's go to college, get in debt, get married, go more in debt, um, buy a house, get even further in it's debt, that, like and that. it just continues on further and further. But if you have to give a young 18-year-old the blueprint on how to build a more financially stable life, how would you what would you say that process should look like for them?
0: You know, if I was talking to you know somebody that was like, okay, you know, how, how do I how do I set something up? And it's just like, first of all, First and foremost, we all know that credit is everything. I don't care if you have six figures in the bank. If you cannot go get approved for a car, you can't get, you can't get approved for, you know, for a mortgage or anything mortgage, like that. You're gonna right. be, the worse your credit is, the more expensive it is to obtain anything. Yep. And the interest rates, that's how the bank makes money. So I would tell them, you know, focus on your credit first. If you wanna go to school, I don't knock nobody going to school. Um, I, don't, I don't knock anybody going to school to get a degree. Um, You know, if that's what you want to do, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor. Those are necessary things, you know. But think about it, let let, let's really think about it. You're going to spend 10 years of your life going to school, unless you're going to become something like a surgeon or anything like that. Getting in debt for school is just—I don't—I don't don't think it's a really good thing. You know, you get you get fifty, sixty thousand. A lot of my clients on credit repair, by the way, they have student loan debt. Right. You know, you know, and it's just like. You know, Navient, the Department of Education, they're the most cutthroat people. They will not settle any of these school loans. They want their money. No, they do. But then you got people like, well, I'm out of school now. Well, what are you doing with school now? Like, I don't do anything. So I tell everybody, avoid the student loans if you can. Try to find a cheaper uh, course of education because you're going to learn the same thing. You're going to learn the same thing and get into your field right away and and try to pay it down. Before you get another debt, pay that down. Look, if you got $60,000 of school debt, stay at your parents' house until you pay that $60,000 down. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to get into a home loan or you're going to get married. Mm-hmm. You're not financially stable. You're bringing somebody else now into your life when you're in debt or mm-hmm. when you're having certain situations and then you're just fighting to get out of it. You know, you got to prepare yourself. You got to go from a to B to C and it's easier mm-hmm. said than done. Trust me. A lot of people are like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying, but how can I pay $60,000 off in debt? Well, start little by little, look at your contracts. What is the principle? How much, how much of that payment Goes towards your principal uh, If it's deferred How long is it deferred for Are you able to work And get a deferment You got to look into that I think education Financial education Is, is, is far more useful Than regular education
1: Yeah I, No
0: I, we, We're set up for failure Like she said We're set up yeah. for failure We get into debt We're, we're in debt For the minute You want to go to college You're $60,000 in debt And you're going to go get a job That's going to pay you $45,000 a year Okay mm. it's good. How many years Is it going to take you To get out of that debt at least four to five years because you still need to live, right? Yep. You still need a mortgage, you still need a car, you need to get to work, expenses, you have kids. Kids are the most expensive thing ever, ever you know? Mm. So I would tell everybody, try your hardest to to, you know, alleviate your debt before moving on to another debt. And mm. and it's easier said than done, but there's right. a way to do it, you know, and, and you gotta you gotta watch these these contracts. These school loans are, are ridiculous. 18, 24 percent. Crazy.
1: It's girl, I mean but like Deanna said, it's it set up. That's why you got to play this game right. But I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about longevity because this is something. This topic is extremely important because there's a lot of us. Like I'm 28 now. I know people that's younger than me that's 23, 22, 21. You know, what I'm saying This it's a lot of us in this era right now that's winning, that's winning on a, on a decent scale. Like I've been making money now for making good money now for a couple years. But someone like you that's in your know, mid 30s that's been doing this for a while. Talk about how can... Because I've been seeing it. I've been seeing people... We talked about this earlier. I've been seeing people that have a crazy run. They're going crazy. They didn't ran it up. Three years later, they fall off. They're not mm-hmm. doing the same things no more. They're not making the same money no more. So like I said, you being in your mid-30s, what's your piece of advice to, to, to my generation for how we could... The stuff we're doing right now, how can we make this last 15, 20... I mean, forever. Like, what's your best piece of advice for that?
0: You know, I always... I think we had this conversation in the car you know getting rich is not is, is is half the battle it's staying rich is what the problem is you know once you get to a certain amount of money it's it's it, everybody we're human we get excited you know you want to go out you want to splurge a little bit you want to do what you got to do but you, you got to tell yourself okay hold on hold on any person that really has money knows that it takes money to make money. And if you're out there you know, living the life and you're, you, know, you make your first six figures, what's, what good is six figures if you're spending $40,000 of it? Now you took 40% of your money that you can't reinvest to make you another six figures. See, people, then it goes back to being complacent. Oh, I'm a six-figure earner. I'm complacent. Mm-hmm. What are you complacent about? You don't have savings. You got $100,000. What assets do you have? So I tell everybody, Money, it takes money to make money. So tell yourself, put together a financial goal. Say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna live this way, it's gonna cost me $10,000 a month. Okay, if it costs you $10,000 a month to live, you should be making no less than $25,000 a month. Simple and plain. No, no question. Okay? So people don't understand that, it's percentages and numbers. So you gotta put yourself, in, and, and it goes back to balance, you know, lifestyle. Of course, Money attracts money. We all know that, you know, you want to go get a nice car. You want to get, you know, a nice watch or something. Hey, what do you do? This is how I do it. You gain clients, you know, you build a network, mm-hmm. but you also have to know how to do it without overextending yourself. See, people don't understand that. People say, well, well, I, well this month I made $10,000. i am consistent on making 10000 Yes, you're consistent, but you're consistent. Your business is consistent to make 10000 What people don't understand is these businesses change at times. One month, just because you made 10000 for eight months, you're going to have a $5,000 month. And then what happens if your bills are 25,000 for the month because you build up a lifestyle based on what you think is coming. You can't you can't count your eggs before they hatch. Man, you have to stay you have to stay vigilant and say, "Okay, I'm reinvesting my money." You have to know the percentages and all that stuff, and it's really not that hard. You got to tell yourself like I said back in the music, if I know that I'm going to get $10,000 off let's just call it a million streams or 2 million streams or whatever, what do I got to do to get those two million streams? Do I got to put Do I got to put fifteen hundred dollars in advertising, twenty to ten thousand here, five thousand here? Like you have to know that, you know. Same thing with business. If you own a real estate company, how many leads do you got to buy to average out? How many loans is going to make you that type of money? And how much backup do I need to have? People are quick to floss on Instagram, and people are quick to just be like, "Yeah, well, I am making money." Okay, but how are you keeping your money? What are you doing to keep your money? Because this, bro, this it's a marathon, not a race.
1: Mm. He says it really bro, is a marathon. Bro. It's a
0: marathon, bro. And you look at everybody. Everybody stays consistent in cash flow. You got to stay consistent, bro. Because you know what? These bills are never leave.
1: They're not going nowhere. They're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, you got to people. People are just, you know what it is? People are so afraid to say, well, I have, everybody thinks that I make X amount of dollars and they see me out at restaurants and doing everything like that. When, when is it okay for you to say, no, I'm good. I'm chilling tonight. <laughs>
1: Saying no is powerful.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm good tonight. I'm straight. Okay. I have, you know, I have a nice BMW, but I really want the Maybach. Can I afford the Maybach? Yeah, I could. But what's wrong with your BMW? It still attracts the same people because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, anybody that really is impressed by cars are broke. Talk it. Talk it. Oh, man, he's got a Maybach. Talk it. Yeah, you're driving a Honda Accord. (laughs) <laughs> what does my way back do what, is, what does that do for me That you you like my car I know that's a compliment But compliments don't turn into dollars So what do you do at that point mm. You You save your money And reinvest it into assets Things that people can't take away from you You know you take a little bit Invest in real estate, stocks. I mean, there's so many avenues of, 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 of revenue that you could be making right now, Bitcoin or whatever it is, whatever you, you put your mind to, you can study it, you know. Choose. It doesn't have to be big money. It could be little money. That $5,000 can turn into $10,000, not right away, but six months from now. But instead of spending that $5,000 on a weekend in Vegas or a weekend here, you invest it. It's not going nowhere. So we need to stop losing money on things that are not going to return money. Hmm. And that's what I tell people all the time
1: but, but, you know, that's that's the culture we're in right now Where it's like, everybody's trying to uh, One-up another person hmm. It's all about what you do, what you drive, and What you're wearing How many followers you got Like, people will get it confused They'll say, if this person got a lot of followers They must be making a lot of money They drive, they driving on his car They must be making a lot of money Like, if you looked at your profile How many followers you got?
0: I, I mean, I probably got less than 1,000 followers
1: But look, this is the point I'm making You got less than 1,000 followers you make really good money. <laughs> yeah. You drive good. You be on private jets, back and forth. Like wait, yeah. and life's <laughs> life's great, but less than a thousand followers. So somebody might see that and judge you and say, Oh, he not nobody. Yeah. Not knowing who the hell you are. You know what I'm saying? No,
0: and, and you know what? And 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 that's when that's when when you have to put yourself in a mindset, like, okay, well, I really don't care what people think. It's all good, bro. Because I live in a penthouse. Where do you live at? You got fifty thousand followers. Do you have fifty thousand dollars in your bank account? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are we? What? <laughs> what? What am I really worried about? I'm not worried about anything. You know what? I also think too. What's the most important thing about if you want to succeed in business or you want to get further in business? You got to look at the people around you. You know, all my friends are successful. You know, um. You know, I can. Uh, you know, and we we've had. Numerous discussions Over Chick-fil-A Or over Nurset bro yep. You know And it doesn't matter We're like hey We got some real estate investments You know If yep. you would look And I want to talk about Our group text oh, yeah. So we have a group text In our phone And it says bosses only yep. um, So we have a group text And it's about five of us Right And One of our good fr- One of our friends uh, Tay who was privileged On the show texted today and said hey It's 9am in the morning uh, A little bit I think it was like 8.30am He goes hey Guys Uh Who wants to hit the gym today? He was like, it doesn't matter how much money we make in the world, bro. If we're not mentally and physically fit, what good is it going to do? Right. It's like, how many friends do you have that are going to text you that type of stuff? Right. Mm -hmm. So the people that judge you for not flossing or having all those millions of followers on Instagram are the people that aren't going to do anything for you. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a really good people around you. Like I'm really blessed to have he, he, you know, my best friend play, bro. He's also a mentor to me, bro. And this guy is, I mean, this guy is. I mean, he's just financially, he's just one of, you know, crazy. Right. But I could sit down with him and we could literally just, you know, have dinner at the crib and and, and talk about big things, bro. It's not all always a party, bro. And it's not always fly restaurants. It's It's about the circle. Do you have that you have? Are they going to help you to it? it, Does it benefit you or does it downplay? you? What do they do? Because there's always haters. Everybody's like, oh, this person, this, this person, that. Or everybody got a story, bro. You know, it's cool, you know. And I tell everybody, you will focus on the circle at hand. Because if they're not motivating you or making you be better daily, then what's the point? At that point, we could just be Instagram friends. (laughs) I don't need to invite you to my house. I don't need to tell you how I run my business. How? We're not going to help each other. So that's why you have to limit people like, back to what you're saying. Like, you know, people want to floss on Instagram. People want to have a bunch of people that don't mean nothing don't to you. Don't mean them. nothing. So it's like my circle, we're always doing stuff. I mean, we mm-hmm. got multiple real estate investments right now between mm-hmm. our little circle. Yep. And we're, we're, everybody's getting paid. Yep. L- little, small wins, but everybody's getting paid. Yep. So I tell everybody, you know what, the best thing to do, man, if you want you to get further in life and you want to progress in your business, have people with, around you that have bigger and better goals than you mm-hmm. so you can stay motivated, stay motivated. and stay alert. And never be afraid to learn or ask questions. See, people are afraid to ask questions. Like, oh, wait, I can't ask that. They, they already think I'm on. No, no, no. If I don't know, I think I'm going ask. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. What are we doing? <laughs> what, what was that again? Okay, well, I, I learn something new every day. And people are afraid to, to downplay their image just to ask a question. And that's how you lose. That's how you stay broke. Mm, that mean? Um, go ahead, I, D.
2: I just want to ask you real quick. Because I know one of the biggest questions I get from people is like, well, how do you attract these type of friends, where they're like that, like like-minded, motivated, um, doing good good for themselves. Because you know, most people are their circles of people they grew up with, and oftentimes those people are still in the same place that they've always been in. So, what advice would you give someone to attract a more positive, go-getter type of crowd?
0: Move out of your home city, man. That's my I best. Mean, yep. move out of your home city. Um, everybody that you grew up with. Now, don't get me wrong. I have some. I have some successful friends. Um, Back home, um, my boy Julio Aguilar, who is the owner of the brokerage, you know, bank mortgage that I do all my loans with. Very successful guy. I've known him forever, you know. But I would say two out of the 10 people that I know back home are only successful, you know, as opposed to moving out here. And it's crazy because, you know, moving to Dallas, everybody that I've met is from a different area.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody
0: move to get away and break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times, man, you know, when I moved out here, it gets lonely. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't really, you know, I didn't really get to know anybody at first, and um, I'm in a different state. I'm uncomfortable, but that's what you need. You need to be uncomfortable to grow, Mm -hmm. because if you stay the same way and you're just, I'm in my hometown, I'm gonna go to this bar because I know everybody's there, everybody's getting lit, and I'm making okay money. But and to your friends, when you when you're when you're making good money and you're the only one making money, there's something wrong there. Mm -hmm. Yep. You need to have multiple, because I can't have a certain conversation with certain friends because they're gonna be like, damn, bro, why you flexing on me? I'm not flexing on you bro I'm excited I'm telling you about my win We could win together too Cause guess what We all blessed with the same 24 hours I just utilize my different There's nothing that I do That nobody can do Can't do You know what I'm saying It's just What are you doing to get to it And some of your friends will always be like I ain't worried about it Xavier got the bag We going out with Xavier Right how many times can you do that before you go broke? Man, we're all out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Exactly. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. Yeah. So yeah. so you know, and when we go out, you know, whether it's a two two hundred dollar fucking dinner or lunch and or it's a five thousand dollar exactly. Nursette bill. We're like, here you go, <laughs> all of us, here you go. Yep. And they don't hurt that much. And then you don't spend that much because you got like minded people, people around would you. you. So you know, now now it comes to like your circle is blessed to where you know we take a twenty thousand dollar trip. I'm not spending twenty thousand dollars. I may spend four thousand dollars because it's a certain amount of us, right? So we we get to live that lifestyle, but also help each other out and make money and recoup it. Cool. Those are the type of friends you need to have around you. Mm. Because if somebody's willing to just let you cough the bill, bro, they're not really your friends, man. They're just there for the ride. That's mm-hmm. a fact. And we're too old for that. We're you know I'm you know I'm at the age where. If it's not going to benefit me in any way, shape, or form a, a friendship, whether it's just good conversation, knowledge, or, or making investments with you, then I don't really need to be friends with you. I, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 30, 35 years old. Bro. My birthday is in, in, in 23 days. And to me, I tell myself, am I happy where I'm at right now? Yes, but I can always do better. So my goal for next year, bro, is to double what I'm doing now. And the only way you're going to do that is to stay consistent and have good people around you. Mm-hmm. Whether, like I said, whether it's a, 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 a conversation, hey Jess, you know, you need to slow it down a little bit, man. We could have got to the bag last week. Duh, duh, duh. You don't have those conversations with broke people, they're like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? You want to go to the club with me this weekend? Of course, you do. I'm popping the bottles, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm buying it. Of you course think you want I that. wanted to see it, too, but no, I'm getting text messages at 8.30 from my friends talking about, man, you want to go to the gym today? Well, oh, man, well, <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> but but see, those are the type of texts you need. No, it is, you know what I'm saying? It is. So my, you know, Play tells me the same thing too, man. You know, you know, you know, he instead of sending me memes about you know stupid stuff, he'll send me motivational stuff every day. Hey, man, look, boom. You know, and I look at my text messages between us and everybody else. It's like, I really got a good circle right now, and I think that's important. And it's helped me grow. I've grown more financially and and and, and mentally being in Dallas than I had for the past year when I was in California, because that past year in California, bro. It was a very crucial year for me where I almost, I felt like I almost lost. It came to a point where, you know, things were like overcoming me and and I I was like, I wasn't thinking straight. I was making stupid decisions, spending reckless money because I didn't really have anybody around me to be like, hey, yo, yo, chill out, bro. What are you doing? That's not, that's not what we do, you know? But when you're the only person winning in a certain circle or you're the only person used to a certain thing. You just, you know, you, it, it, nor, it, you, you think it's normal for you to go out and spend $1,500 and everybody just look at you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because ego comes into play. See, mm-hmm. ego will kill you being an entrepreneur at any time. You got that ego. I got it, I got it. Well, I got it, mm-hmm. I got it, lowers your bank account. And guess what happens? You can't, I got it out of your way on a, on a non sufficient funds. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're right, so he's okay. I got on not sufficient for like I
0: said, man, being rich and staying rich is it's two uh, different things.
1: But that's, I'm loving this conversation so much just because I see, especially from with my generation specifically, it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. I, I know a lot of people, I'm friends with a lot of people. A lot of us is making great money and we having a ball, we enjoying ourselves. But at the end of the day, this is about having it forever. So, like the message that you're talking about. It's really about longevity because I don't yes. want to see any of my friends, even if you're not my friend. If I just know you and I know you in there right now, I don't want to see you three years from now, four years from now. I mean, obviously, there's cycles in this. Shit. You have good times and bad times, but of course, it's the yeah. difference between good times and bad times and somebody just falling off. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we don't want to happen is falling off. First, you got to get there. So if you listen to this and you feel like you're trying to make sure I get there, you got to get there first. But like you said, that's the easy part. Getting on, the the hardest part is staying on. Mm-hmm. Staying, you know what I'm saying, with that with that with that bag and all the things you're doing. That's the hard part for real. Cause it's easy to it's easy, you know how I go. You got money, it's easy to just yeah. start blowing shit.
0: Of course. I mean, because you know, you know, you get money and you get that chip on your shoulder. You're like, I got a bag. I want to go do this. But, you know, for any young entrepreneur listening to this and anybody that's that has and is doing okay. You know, my advice would be just don't worry about what other people are doing or what other people want you to do for them. Worry about what you can do for yourself because you can't help anybody unless you help yourself first. Right. And everybody just, you know, everybody wants to be in the limelight. People just, I I see it in the music industry a lot, bro. I mean, people want to take flicks, people want to do this, and they want to be like, oh, yeah, that's my boy, and, and this and this and that. But it's like, you know, when's the last time you brought me a client? You know, I'm your boy. When's the last time you brought me a client? Do you do you help me promote my business, or you just help me promote me spending my money? What is it, you know? Because I don't mind spending money. I like to go to nice places. Right. But I, I've i transitioned into, you know, I'm only gonna give my time and energy to people that deserve it. Friends that I know that are gonna reciprocate. And everybody needs to understand that, man. Like Whether you make six figures or seven figures or eight figures, money is good, don't get me wrong. But there's nothing you can do with seven figures that you can't do with six figures if you have the right mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Invest, you know, invest, reuse your money to make more money, because one thing about money, man, is it'll come and go, but you're the one that has control of that. Everybody thinks like, oh, well, you know, you know, lifestyle changes. No, 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 no. If 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 you have six figures and you're seeing that your money's going. Your money's not coming as consistent, but you still have that six figures. Well, move from the penthouse to a regular apartment. Mm-hmm. Make those changes. But everybody is afraid to make changes to better themselves financially because they're worried about what everybody else is going to think. Why? Because social media gives us an outlet. We have to look like we're popping to make money. No, you don't. You have to have money to make money. That's all. That, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Use your money and invest it wisely. And that's just it. Don't worry about Instagram. Instagram. Instagram's not going to do Anything for you What is a like Going to do for me <laughs> You know <what> I mean <laughs> What is it going to do for me
1: Hey Hey Checks over What they say Real checks over Blue checks Yeah of course You know what I'm saying So go ahead I see you want to say something
2: So for someone Who's getting ready To start investing In real estate Start their real estate journey What advice Would you give them As far as like Being prepared Is there a certain amount Of money You think they need to have Or credit score Like what tools Do they need to go ahead And make that jump
0: You know um, investing in real estate is is more about the type of properties you want to get and doing your due diligence I mean there's so many hard money lenders that will give you 90% you know you only need 10% um, there's there's hard money lenders that will give you 90% ARV which is after repair value to, to for you to buy the home and you, you know I always tell everybody don't be greedy and and share you know I tell everybody like this you want to invest into a real estate you want to do flips Let's say you want to do flips get get it, get get a good relationship with a good wholesaler our friend julian wholesales properties let him make his money let cuz that's his area of expertise you don't have to do everything yourself because the minute you try to you, you try to, you know, under undercut and and do like that or you're going to lose, you know. So, you know, like for the flipping that we do, you know, I go to Julian. Julian's like, OK, his expertise is locking up a contract for a certain amount. He'll do the numbers and analysis. I do my due diligence. If it works, it works. So you don't need a lot of money to invest into real estate. You just need to know what you're doing and connect with good people that, that there's so many transa- There's so many things and people involved in the transaction. And everybody's like, well, no, I got to pay this guy. This it's cutting from my. Cutting for my commission. Well, do you want to make do you want to make 50% of something or 100% of nothing? I don't understand. Like, you got to go and learn and, and be involved with people that already know what they're doing. Make your little bit of money first. You know, do your first flip, your second flip. Then learn the game. And then when you think you've mastered it, then do everything on your own. Right now, find yourself a good wholesaler. Somebody who's going to get you the property at a good cost. Get yourself a relationship with a good hard money lender that's not going to hit you over the head, you know, with all these interests. You know, find a good real estate agent. You know Make You can make You can still make good money Splitting money with everybody I think the problem With real estate is Everybody wants to kind of Get into it And be like Oh I'm going to make $100,000 my first flip Like no It doesn't work that way You're going to make 10, 20, 30 But every little win As yeah, long we, as you stay consistent adds mm-hmm. And people don't know that It adds up You know Same thing with Buying a house and renting So my, my advice to everybody is Find a good team you know, and find somebody who says, okay, whether you want to flip houses, get yourself a wholesaler for sure. Get somebody who's going to get you a property at a good price. Find a good agent that you know it's going to flip, that it's going to sell the property within a good time, you know, look at their records, you know, talk to them, you know, get educated on it. If you want to, you want to be a landlord, you know, find, find, find an agent that knows about, you know, finding properties that are either already occupied or something that knows about rent control. It's, it's all about, who you know in real estate? You don't need a lot of money to start real estate. You could mm-hmm. probably start with a good fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, depending on area. Um, California is the worst. I'm telling you,
2: <laughs> you, <know. laughs> I mean, you could
0: get a one bedroom for like seven hundred thousand right now. I think, probably Jesus. in California. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. So I would just say, and don't be afraid to go to different states. I mean, real estate is real estate. You know, mm-hmm. you can hire a management company out of state. You don't have to live in the state to 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 do that. Yeah. There's lenders all over all over the country. You know, so I would mm-hmm. just say. Do your do your due diligence, and then also you know be informed and and and, and build a team. You know, mm-hmm. like get a real estate agent that you know, and don't be afraid to share money, man, because that's how you lose money. When you mm-hmm. become greedy, and you don't you don't want to you don't want to let people do their area of expertise, and and you lose. You lose because yeah. you didn't know too much of it. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the message we've been preaching since day one of this podcast. You know, we we got started in real estate. We was living in Cali at the time. We started with sixteen point nine thousand dollars. That's what we started with. Not. We have more money in there, but that's the amount we started yeah, with. That's what you're comfortable yeah, with. That's yeah. What we, yeah, yeah, that's what we mm-hmm. started with. Yeah. It's, okay to, it's okay to start there. Look outside of the state you live in, like you said, because yeah. Cali is... I've seen I've seen in San Francisco, I've seen 500 square foot cribs for... Uh, how much was it? It was 700000 or something like that. No, no, no. The rent was $7,000 for a 500 square foot crib. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was in San Francisco. No, D, D what's up, D? I see you.
2: I just I want to ask you a question. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know the whole lot, but I know I've listened to you talk before. So I know you got the real estate business, you got the credit repair business, and you offer financing. So in a sense, your real estate business is vertically integrated.
0: Of course. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Can you talk about that? So
0: yeah. So my financial services company. So the thing was, I like I said, I started doing real estate and mortgages. Uh, and then, you know, when... When you know the, the mortgage crash, when the mortgage and the real estate markets crash, I transitioned into credit repair. Um, that was solely like my thing, like oh, I'm going to do credit repair. But then with credit repair came so many other things, you know. So I said, you know, going back to what I'm saying, like you know, in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to offer different products and have different streams of revenue. So the financial market goes hand in hand. Like, hey, what mm-hmm. do you, you want to get, you know, credit for? I want to buy a house and this and that. And, I, and then I started thinking out the box. I said, how can I expand my business? because only credit repair can only get you so far, you know? So I learned, I learned a lot of stuff and I was like, okay, well, people wanted corporations, people wanted corporate credit. So then I said, you know, I'm not a credit repair company anymore. I'm a financial services company. You walk through my door, we can get you a mortgage. We can get you a real estate transaction. uh, We can get you a life insurance policy. We can fix your credit. We can build you an LLC, get you corporate and funding all in one roof. And the reason why people say, well, how can you do so many things? You should focus on one thing. It's like, no, if you're really in the finance industry, you know that all that goes hand in hand. You know, you buy a house, you need a life insurance policy. You start a business, you need business credit. Everybody that wants a business, what? They want want business funding, why? Because any successful entrepreneur knows that you gotta use the bank's money in the beginning to to, 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 to leverage. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't, if, if a deal comes up and you overextend yourself, how are you gonna survive? Credit, credit is key. And people don't understand that. People say, well, I'm cash rich. Okay, that's really that's that's really cool. But you're paying 25% interest rate on your 2007 BMW. I don't understand it. <laughs> Talk you to got you six be cracking figures in the bank account, but your credit score is 500. Don't and you know, it's up. crazy. I've seen some people that have so much money, and they owe like $800 on their credit, but they don't want to pay it. I'm like, bro, you, you, I just saw you spent that on a bottle. Bro, <laughs> go fix your credit, bro. Bad mentality.
2: Simple.
0: And that comes to the things that they're not... Educate financially educated and because and it's not their fault because a lot of people I wasn't financially educated I had to learn the hard way. So now that I know I preach it like you hey, preach. bro, do this do that do that and some people like Cool. Some people are like, yeah, that makes sense, but I'm not ready yet. Okay. Well, hey, I Said it. I told you what you need to do I can't make you do it, but I wish you know a lot of people would, would really get on that because it's not that hard You know, especially young people it's like, man you're young everything's cheaper when you're young you know what i'm saying like if you got good credit and you're young the interest rates are lower your life insurance policy is not compared to nothing and you're do- doing that it's like oh well i don't what do i need life insurance i don't have kids well you have a mom and dad right what if something happens what are you trying to build for so people people are just so afraid of having the conversation of getting their financial life set because they're more focused on that day what's going on that day how much money do i got this day and that's when you lose that's a fact.
1: That's definitely when you lose, yeah, man. That's yeah. when you lose. No, nah, this was this was, man. I'm 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 super glad we finally was able to make this happen, I man. Know, this right? is this is this is one of those ones. I I definitely, like I want. I just want to say before we wrap up that I definitely really really appreciate you your friendship and you coming on here to do this because you know how long we've been talking about making this happen. Yeah. So you come to do this. This this means a lot, and I'm glad you came through and and you killed it. You rocked it, man. So but definitely. But before um. We wrap up and let you go. Do you mind then plugging all your stuff where people could follow you? Everything. Plug everything.
0: Yeah. Um, so you could you can follow my you can follow my business page, ASAP Financial, um, on Instagram. Um, you can follow I mean, You can follow my personal account. I don't really, you know, my personal you follow me on personal account. My personal account is just me and, and doing me. But if you want to see some crazy <laughs> stuff, if you want to see what it's about, follow me at the Don Wheezy. Um and you know, just you know, my website is asapfinancial.com. And, you know, if you, you have any questions or anything like that, you know, reach out. I'm, I'm always it's not always about the money. So if anybody here wants a little bit more education, like I'm willing to just educate anybody, you know, that has a question. If you if you have the, the courage enough to reach out and, and ask, I'm, I'm going to answer without, with no problem, you know.
1: Yeah, that's love, man yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that And to wrapping up Do you mind plugging your stuff?
2: Yes, sir You can find me on Instagram At Deanna Kent Twitter Deanna S. Kent and you can find me on YouTube At Lessons in Life and Luxury
1: Thank you, thank you And you call, you guys can also follow me On all platforms At Xavier C. Miller That's on YouTube Twitter uh, Facebook Instagram TikTok Like I said, follow me on TikTok I'm, I'm <laughs> lit I'm <laughs> lit I'm going crazy right I'm going crazy right now and that's all we have for crypto you guys. Guide. And don't forget, you know, I always forget the you crypto guy. Go to www.guides2crypto.com. This episode is def- is also sponsored by my official crypto guy. All the things you need to learn to get started in making your first investments in crypto. It's a long term play, not a short term, not a short term play. So, God the number two crypto.com. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning to another episode of Millionaire Monstars Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you are tryna make a million dollars. If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to data, double up your profit. Tryna learn some games, every exactly, y'all gon' talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh that everybody you Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an account it.